Logan, how you doing? I am doing well. How are you, Sean? I'm doing pretty well today, actually. So this week, I don't know if a lot of people know, but yesterday was the end of fashing or carnival, as most people know, I'd, I'd assume. So what we wanted to talk about this week for our theme of the week, we wanted to talk about holidays, I think just in general. It's the beginning of the year. I don't think there's many holidays going on right now, but there are a lot that are going on in February. Um, Fashing, I think is, or carnival, I think is the, I think the big one that most people know about. Um, Logan, what other ones? Well, can you think of? So obviously, fashing or the end of fashing marks the beginning of Lent. Um, I'm I'm not Catholic, but uh, let's <laughs> see. <laughs> oh, we had uh, uh, Valentine's Day a couple weeks ago, but uh, yeah, what else is there? I guess there's there are kind of a few in in February. Yeah, February is not like a big holiday month i don't think Mm -hmm. i mean obviously you have valentine's day Mm -hmm. you've got valentine's day you have carnival you have groundhog day i don't know if they if they actually support or if they celebrate groundhog day everyone in the states do they um i think that (laughs) ever since the the blockbuster film groundhog day (laughs) Which is awesome. I've never seen that. Oh, really? It's really good. <laughs> yeah, what what's it about? How do you make a movie out of Groundhog Day? Oh my gosh, this is crazy. <laughs> it's fantastic. He it's wow. Okay, yeah. So uh it's Bill Murray, right? Oh my god. See now I'm like second guessing. Um basically the main character wakes up and he goes about his day. Um, spoiler. He's, if I remember right, he's kind of a jerk and he's maybe not living the best way by most people's standards, <laughs> right? He's kind of being a turd. <laughs> and, um, and then like at the end of the, the day goes by, um, everything's kind of crap. And then he wakes up and lo and behold, the day is on repeat. He's in, he's stuck in a time loop and it's groundhog day every day. And the, the quirk is like, he's, he's a reporter and he's going out to report on Punxsutawney Phil, <laughs> the groundhog. <laughs> and so like every day he goes, <laughs> it's really good, dude. It's fantastic. Uh, which It actually sounds kind of fun. God, it's been, I haven't seen that movie since I was a wee child and I might have butchered some of that, but uh, yeah, Groundhog Day. So I actually have it pulled up here. Punxsutawney, groundhog Day. Yeah. What day? Is Groundhog Day, is it a specific day? Do you know? It's February 2nd. 2nd? And and Punxsutawney. (laughs) It's Pennsylvania Dutch. It's a tradition from the 1800s. So, Pennsylvania Dutch, that's pretty much Amish, right? Um, I I feel like they are kind of synonymous or, or they're connected. So the groundhog emerges from its burrows on this day, sees its shadow due to clear weather, it will retreat to its den, and winter will go on for six more weeks. 
If it does not see its shadow because of the cloudiness, spring will arrive early. It used to be called Badger Day. <laughs> it has Germanic origins. And they, of course, made a poem about it, actually. Which are you, are you roughly translates to, if the badger sunbathes during Candlemas week for four more weeks, he will be back in his hole. Sonsich in der Dachs in der Lichtmisswoche, so geht er auf vier Wochen wieder zu Loche. Very beautiful. I love that. <laughs> Valentine's Day, obviously, is a it's a Catholic holiday. I think um, looking at holidays, the more you dive into pretty much every American holiday that you have, if it doesn't have to do with American history, it's some kind of Catholic holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. St. Valentine, it's a Catholic holiday. It used to be a feasting day. And St. Valentine, I actually know this, St. Valentine was a legend <clears throat> who was... Basically, what he would do is he would... So back in the day, Roman soldiers weren't allowed to marry because the emperor or whoever thought that being married made bad soldiers, which is completely the opposite of the American military today. You have to be married if you're in the American military. Mm. Which is... That was a joke. <laughs> But <laughs> say, 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 please laugh. Please, please clap. Yeah. <laughs> but he would, he was, he was tasked by what he would do is he'd go and he would allegedly marry Roman soldiers and he would carry a ring around his finger that had a picture of Cupid on it. Nice. And he would also pass around paper hearts to people to remind them to uh, love God. And that's where kind of like passing Valentine's no Day letters way. comes from. I see of all the Valentine's Day traditions, I would have never thought the paper cut out hearts would be the thing that had that were rooted that was in part of the legend. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. But apparently, <clears throat> so this is all kind of like none of this is actually proven, but it's part of the legend. Mm. He didn't actually become famous Valentine's Day, or or just using the word Valentine to refer to love, didn't become famous until uh, Geoffrey Chaucer wrote a poem in the 1300s that basically had St. Valentine in it, and it was about love and all that stuff. Chaucer the yeah. goat. <laughs> I, Chaucer I did want to say, I mean, that's see, that's interesting. We have We have Chaucer, and that's obviously like, it's like... Like I mean, maybe the first great on like the pantheon of of English literature, and it's I mean it's Chaucerian English. It's super early. Um, like people have a hard time maybe reading Shakespeare, but this is like a different language, you know. But um, you know, so so we're seeing like the wedding of languages going into like this poem um, about Valentine's Day, and then you also have right you have obviously St. Valentine. It's a very, um, a very Latin name, I would say, and marrying Roman soldiers <clears throat> who were forbidden, um, wearing Cupid, right? A very pagan symbol. So you have this, this marriage yeah. between like Christianity and pagan symbology. 
um because cupid is like the 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 manifestation you don't say arrows you want to know something else is that the reason why so every legend about saint valentine saint valentine was executed and what a lot of people say is Mm. that the reason why he was executed is because he refused to convert to paganism whoa so, <laughs> I I'm learning I, I so much. I don't know. Much. There's something to be Super said. Super interesting topic, man. It really is. We could do a whole Valentine's Day episode, but we have to wait a year. <laughs> or you know, I've got the I've actually have the poem pulled up, the one that made uh, Valentine's Day famous. Would it be Would it be something that'd be worth? I don't know. It's not very long. Do it, man. You'll meet a poem. All right, let me serenade you. For our <laughs> you have to put on. Valentine's I don't know how Chaucer would sound. I guess it's now, trans- welcome. translated. <laughs> yeah, it's translated. It's translated. Um, actually, the original translation is kind of... Um, I could read that too, but that would be no point. Now, welcome springtime with your gentle sun. That wintry weather milder soon will make. And tiresome night's long shroud of blackness shake. St. Valentine, great triumph you have won. And little birds are singing for your sake. Now welcome springtime with your gentle sun that wintry weather milder soon will make. Mm. They have good cause to chirp in unison since each day his mate again can take and both sing blissfully when they awake. Now welcome springtime with your gentle sun that wintry weather milder soon will make and tiresome night's long shroud of blackness shake. That's a pretty poem, I think. That's a good That's one. really nice. Yeah. <laughs> Are you it's like... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, um, it's it's good that we're using the medium of the <laughs> podcast because I'm positively just glowing red. I'm blushing. Um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, no, man, that's. I mean, it's great. We should be we should be reading poetry on here every week. That's fantastic, and it's meant to be heard and spoken, right? So it's kind of the mm-hmm. again the perfect medium. And so you don't see Think me blushing. About the fact that. The- this man wrote this in 1375 and mm-hmm. it's being repeated and recorded in 2023. Yeah. 700 and years later. That, and that's a good like tie in, right? It's like, so the idea is we're through this poetic celebration of, of spring and of St. Valentine um, and of love we're stepping back through history and into Chaucer's life and, and his um, sort of <laughs> his, you know, his vision of life as a poet, I guess you could say. And these holidays mm-hmm. are often, I like, I said um, on the phone the other day, it's like, it's like culture concentrate. Like, you go, I mean, on St. Valentine's Day and we're doing all these funny things that are so, um, some of them are so esoteric, like the hearts and the, um, I mean, unless they're ingrained and you've grown up around it, um, it's like, what is all of this about? I mean, or having... It all just seems kind of meaningless, yeah. Yeah, like it's like, it's it's just lost unless you, you're in that context and, and, and it's a lot to learn and it's something that you sort of take for granted in your home Mm -hmm. culture and so Mm -hmm. it's i think um obvious tie-in with travel um one of the first things i heard about when it comes to germany is like uh is uh oktoberfest of course 
um, which started as a, uh, a wedding. If my history serves me, it was uh, a wedding between. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a big party, you know, like weddings tend to be. And it sort of evolved and became. Uh, let me look that up. October. <laughs> I better be sure of this. I think. Yeah. Actually, Carnival Carnival was um, originally supposed to be a wedding celebration as well. That doesn't surprise me. I So, yeah, it is. Oktoberfest is the... Um, it originated October 12, 1810 in celebration of the marriage of the Crown Prince of Bavaria, who later became King Louis I, to, of course, Princess Therese von Sachsen Hildberghausen. <laughs> Yeah, wow. so pretty cool. It must have been a <laughs> must have been a crazy wedding um, to have inspired. Yeah. I think even like the tents and everything are sort of uh, like emblematic of the of the original celebration because obviously you have the different breweries have their huge tents and everything. I mean, yeah, and and you go you go somewhere like you you go to an Oktoberfest. What do you see? You're gonna see pretzels. Um, you're gonna see the Bavarian like blue and white. You're going to see the big tents, big mugs of beer. You're going to see Lederhosen and Dirndl, the <laughs> traditional garb. Um, so again, it's like, it's like concentrated culture. Um, and I mean, it's, it's obviously just an excuse to have a little fun and make light. Um, but as people, you know, who want to travel and, and learn and experience other cultures, like, I mean, holidays are, it's like a, it's like the easy way to the heart of a culture, I guess. Yeah. Which I, mm-hmm. I mean, I you absolutely know, love. Yeah. You know, Valentine's Day, actually, mm-hmm. they do, um, I don't know when this started. I, I, when I was, I was reading up Valentine's Day, apparently it's very common for them to have mass weddings, I think in the Philippines. Whoa. Don't quote me on that. Actually, no, I think you can. I think you can quote me on that. I'm pretty I'm pretty <laughs> certain. I'll quote you. In That's the Philippines, cool. they they take Valentine's Day as like a much they take it very seriously. And they um it's the most common day to have a wedding cool. uh anniversary. People get married on Valentine's Day. Wow. Carnival too. I mean, Carnival also was so. What they would do is, um, in some countries, for Carnival, they will have a big celebration and they'll have a big parade in the middle of the street, and then they'll have a big boat that a procession of people will carry, mm-hmm. and there will be a newlywed couple that will consummate the marriage on the boat as like a symbol of fertility and like springtime because a lot of cultures when they when they see carnival they treat it as a what they'll do is is you know obviously it's it's for like the beginning of lent um the word carnival comes from um it's carne wale oh carne yeah. wale yeah, yeah. right so the, or carne um, lavare or whatever. 
It'd be farewell carne, to meat. Yeah, carne wale. Like goodbye, meat. <laughs> yeah, but but also a lot of times people will do it as this like they've kind of mixtured it in with this festival of like they will be the opposite of the society's expectations. They'll do the exact opposite of what they're supposed to do to uh, scare off like the winter spirits so that spring can come. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and what, it's, Not sure exactly where they call it. Yeah. It's like, it's reminiscent a little, yeah, of, of like a Halloween or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I know I found myself for one fashion um, out and about in Salzburg all night dressed as a chicken. <laughs> Um, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Did you dress yeah, up? Yeah, I know. For fashion? I, I don't think I dressed up. I don't think I got a costume. I didn't get the memo that everybody was going to wear a costume, but yeah. I probably would have. You know, now that I think about it, I don't think there were very many people dressed up when I went out, but. <laughs> I think it was just you and Matt. <laughs> uh, we were certainly dressed up. Um, and you know what? We the had costumes for fashion in, in at least Austria specifically were a little more goofy. I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't really put it on par with I hate to say, but I don't think I'd really put it on par with Halloween. No, no. Although because it's supposed to be it's supposed to be kind of like weird and crazy, but it's like Halloween is very, very centric around being like spooky. Yeah. But in yeah. fashion, you'll see people dressed around as clowns. Yeah. You know, it's like mostly clowns. Unless you're scared of clowns, then it's a nightmare. But <laughs> yeah, then it's awful. It's worse. Than <laughs> yeah, which it kind of is a little more scary that way, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. yeah, is yeah, there anybody not afraid of clowns? Actually, I think it's kind of weird how many names it has. I feel like it's it's one of the only. I mean, I guess I guess it kind of makes sense. A lot of a lot of different. Um, countries call you know new year's and and christmas different things but um mm-hmm. so yeah carnival fashing and, and i don't know where they call it fashing it's austria and i think it's just an Alp, alpine thing they don't call it fashion all throughout germany they they call it no. carnival mostly right yeah yeah i believe that i think fashion is just for catholics austrian they call it fastelaven for lutherans I'm assuming maybe Scandinavian. It looks Scandinavian. Mardi Gras for Anglicans, Protestants, and Methodists. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you can hear that in the background. I have people vacuuming. Oh, dang, I can. They're cleaning up the office. Yeah. Great timing. It's okay. They call it Maslenica for Slavic Eastern Orthodox. Cool. Yeah. And then Lent. I don't think you'd consider Lent a holiday. Yeah. It's and then an, you got President's Day on the 22nd. Yeah, President's Day. <clears throat> um, which is, I mean... Does, do people celebrate President's Day? Is that a thing or is it just an absurd? Yeah, they, they made President's Day a federal bank holiday. Mm. So George Washington died in 1799, right? 
And then in, I think, just Washington, D.C., they actually turned it into a, like, a holiday. Like, just, like, they celebrated the day or something. Mm-hmm. But not throughout the rest of the country. It wasn't until, like, the 1870s that they actually started, it, they actually turned it into, like, a federal holiday. Okay. And they did it at the same time that they did Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and what else? Independence Day. Man, yeah. And I don't think they added another federal bank holiday until like the 70s or something. Mm-hmm. Like the like 100 years later. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, George Washington got, <laughs> he got the, the, the front row seats there with the Thanksgiving and Christmas and all, <laughs> all the big ones. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's fascinating. And I, I mean, it's, I, I don't know that like other than observing the day and actually at my work, we didn't have the day off, even though it is a bank holiday. I talked to a lot of people about that. <laughs> All my coworkers were like, oh, that's weird. Um, but yeah, it, I don't know that like I've ever necessarily done anything to like celebrate or like really recognize it. Maybe I'm a bad citizen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's you're talking about, I mean, how many historic things, how many people have died for like just justifiable causes and, and how many big events, big world events have happened in the world that should probably be remembered yeah. and sort of memorialized. No offense to George Washington or anything, but no, I mean, I, yeah. come on, man. It's, I agree. It was the day that you died. <laughs> Yeah. It's not, it's not that, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong. I mean, he probably would have, been you know, you have veterans it. day, you know, do something for veterans day, do something for whatever else, but yeah. you know, president's I'm, day. No, mm-hmm. thanks. I'm all about more holidays. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. If it, if it means president's day over some, some other sort of observance. Yeah. I, I just don't ever really. It's not like I take a moment of silence on President's Day. <laughs> Poor George Washington. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying too. They, I, I. Now the history I learned was that he, people wanted to. There's talk of making George Washington a king, and he was like, no. And like, I don't even know if he really wanted to be president. Who's to say? I'm sure. Actually, there's plenty of historians. I mean, he campaigned though, didn't he? he I, I don't know that he did. I'm really not sure. He campaigned. I Pro- think he, he did. probably did. But he what he doesn't Somebody who somebody who knows George Washington history really well <laughs> probably. is probably like these guys are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, speaking of, we were just talking about getting Reese on the show and he I bet he knows. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we we've got But some- I think that's probably it that we have for uh, holidays. Yeah. I don't Sorry, were you about to say something? Not really. I was I was kind of going the same way, like wrapping it up. I was trying to think of another holiday, but you're right. I think we touched them all. <laughs> I don't think February is a very interesting month. <laughs> no, I think fashion everybody's cool, just though. waiting for it to be over. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they made it so short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh yeah. You know, Carnival's cool. It's definitely worth talking about. I think it's mainly worth talking about because in the United States, people celebrate Mardi Gras, but everybody associates Mardi Gras with New Orleans, right? Mm, Because it's huge in New Orleans. But everywhere else in the country, 
I mean, did you see a single, I don't think I saw a single thing in the store that was, you know, centered around Mardi Gras. I didn't see any bar, any restaurant doing any Mardi Gras specials or anything like that. It's really not big here. It's kind of like Europe's Halloween or not even just Europe, just whoever, whoever got conquered by a bunch of Catholics in the past, Mm -hmm. like celebrates Mardi Gras. Um, It's kind of strange that it's not a bigger holiday here because it's so big everywhere else. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. And that's like, I I think maybe that's part of why we have Halloween is because we just needed an excuse to like, to dress up weird or like, (laughs) because we're not, but then it it seems like it's more about getting like candy for kids and stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, don't get me wrong. I love Mardi Gras. I -hmm. love carnival, but I think I'll take Halloween any day. Fair dude. Fair. I, I was telling you this the other day, but when I went to Greece, um, it was like the first time I had heard or, or had like realized that people don't have Halloween outside of the U.S. Um, like, so sad. It, yeah, my friend Nikos, he was like, he's like, oh, I always like growing up, I always would see like in media, I would see Halloween like in little shows or what, and he's he always was so jealous of Americans for having like being able to go around in the suburbs like with your your little pumpkin basket and like get your fill it up with candy run around like a vampire a ninja all night and it was pretty cool it was pretty cool (laughs) i i think no matter what even if i'm not living in the united states i think i'm always going to have something for halloween i maybe if it's just a just a house event or something yeah i i think that's a good that's a good way to live life, man. You have to bring, you have to carry that with you because it's, Mm -hmm. it's fun stuff. It's like, and it's, it's part of who, like who you are, I guess, to get sort of sappy, but it's, you know, it's the traditions that you grew up with. I think like, even if you, you know, if you're in Germany or something and you like leave out some candy, (laughs) like a little, a little pumpkin or something, or like, you know, or have a little, a little costume party. Like that's always fun. No, Nobody hates a costume party. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> In some ways, I think I think people might actually appreciate it more. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think you're right about that as well. Especially if you made it really spooky and really Halloweeny. <laughs> Halloweeny. Hallo- <laughs> oh, I no. think. I, and another thing too is I think even though people don't decorate and, and cities probably won't be decorated, I think European cities. They can be pretty spooky. Yeah, they have. You know, why not Why not go out on a bar crawl and, and do a little Halloween bar crawl while you're abroad? Sure. Yeah. It's no, I'm not, like- not going to go. I think taking your holidays with you is great, but, you know, don't, don't go take Independence Day. Don't, don't be that guy. Yeah, and, and each country, I feel like, has their own form of that. Like I know for Germany, it's the, uh, Vita Vereinigungs. It's the German unity, German unity day. Gosh, I can say it yeah. in German, but not in English. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the uh, Vita Vereinigung. It's like, um, oh my gosh, that's, it's, it's in celebration of the, uh, the fall of the, the Berlin wall. Right. I mean, it's the reunion of the, yeah. of the nation. Um, yeah, they. I feel like each country sort of has some sort of 
Independence Day or or something, you know, um, patriotic. Yeah, I think my, I think my point is kind of, um, man, I remember I was in actually, uh, where was I? I was in the UK somewhere and it was Independence Day. (laughs) Awkward. I don't even, I don't even think I need to say any more than that, but (laughs) you know, it was, it's just, it's just tasteless. Yeah. yeah it's not the world cup man you know like it's it's uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we beat you <laughs> <laughs> i think you're right there there's um there's certain i think like the nationalistic holidays like it's sort of president's day yeah they they have their place i guess but sort of i think your culture like your your personal culture isn't so much tied to that as it is to like those like the the more like gosh maybe I don't know maybe I don't you know, know what, what man here. it kind of is though isn't it yeah I mean is. think about growing up what are some of the most memorable yeah. holidays you had dude the smell of like the s- smell of gunpowder and like a summer night gunpowder like. and hot dogs <laughs> and ironically someone's always playing a <laughs> born in the usa <laughs> yeah ironically yeah yeah but but unironically but yeah <laughs> no that's so true yeah that's man. a good point yeah i guess i'll always have a little bit of that then it's always oh, carry yeah. a little bit of like sure. fireworks on a summer night baseball the uh oh my gosh i'm not going to argue that it's not one of the most fun holidays there is but oh yeah yeah it's yeah, interesting. Maybe we'll talk more about it in July. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think um, if we're wrapping up on the holidays here, we had a couple of updates uh, that are pertinent to our journeys, our journey, <laughs> my journey and your journey, Sean. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Logan's update. All right. So for a long time, the naturalization period in Germany required eight years of residency, which could be reduced to six years if you show like an exceptional integration, which means um, I think you have to have like a C1, so like a fluent uh, level German, Um, not quite C2, but it's very advanced German. Um, Then having that high level German, you might be able to um, apply early, two years early. So six years of residency, and then you can be naturalized and get a citizenship. There was no dual citizenship allowed unless um, it was, unless you were a Swiss national or, um, or an EU passport holder, I believe. Um, and so there's a new law being drafted. Um, I've, um, my information here is coming from an article from December uh, by Ben Knight from Deutsche Welle, German, Germany's dual citizenship reforms way overdue. And then an article from I Am Expat by Olivia Logan. And that's more recent. That was This one actually came out 11th of January. Um, what 
is written in Germany's draft dual citizenship law. So the new naturalization period is five years. So a reduction of three years that you have to have residency before being offered citizenship or, or being offered the opportunity to apply um, via naturalization. However, <laughs> um, this is where it gets crazy. It can be reduced to three years with exceptional integration, uh, meaning, again, that level C1 German. Um, so command of the German language. And um, people like like us from the U.S. or from outside of the EU can have uh, dual citizenship. So what that means is we would not have to renounce our U.S. citizenship in order to um, pick up a German passport, which is pretty incredible. Um, it, it's and I touched on this in an earlier episode, and it's this is a consequence again of a a need for workers um a need for labor and so germany is trying to invite more people in um to increase the labor force and uh keep keep things rolling (laughs) so it's pretty exciting um yeah i know a lot of people for a long time have had a, a really difficult time um, in the Deutsche Welle article by Ben Knight, there was uh, a man, Mark Young. Um, he didn't want to give up his U.S. passport. So he's been in Germany for, I want to say, the story said he's been in Germany for 20 years and still is not a citizen because he didn't want to give up his passport. Um, and so, he, you know, it's not the same as like splitting uh, your loyalties, you know. Um, it's not being a lukewarm German or something like that. It's just that you don't want to renounce like that part of yourself. So it's really cool that this is being drafted and I believe it's looking like potentially this summer that will be passed into law. Um, if, if it happens, so fingers crossed. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's, (laughs) I mean, that's kind of a game changer for you and me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's huge. I mean, you, you were to, already looking. You were dead set on Germany. Yeah, that's. You were I mean, dead set on Passau, and that's. I mean, that like the timing in that. <laughs> yeah. Is insane. Yeah. So the. I mean, the math works out, right? We talked about this. If if um if I'd say we're about B two level German, if we practice a good deal and go and and uh, immerse ourselves, C one is, uh, is is close at hand. So, you know we could easily be within reach of the three year exceptional integration application. So you you factor in your two year master's degree program and then a year of work. And then you're, you've earned dual citizenship in Germany, which is like, <laughs> that's a lot better yeah. than eight years, man. I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I mean, you look at everywhere else. I mean, I, I don't know if I think Austria is eight years as well, but it might be 10. Jeez. Yeah. And the other Germanic country, Germany or Switzerland, they're 10 years. Very hard to get into. I think France is five. I think they've always been five. But I mean, three. Yeah. And it's, that's just. It's incredible. But again, you know, it if it tracks they need workers they need good workers and people who are motivated to like um to come contribute to their (laughs) to their the german uh 
economy and everything in the German industry. So that is exciting for the both of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I've I've been up in the air a lot. I am um <clears throat> I think my way of looking at it has been I I I really wanted to be kind of close to where we were in Salzburg. Yeah. I wanted to be you know in the Alps. I wasn't being very specific about it because I wanted to be sort of open-minded. I wanted to have more options. I, w- I didn't want to get too laser focused. I started getting a little laser focused on Switzerland just because of the, um, you know, it's a lot harder to get into, but in my opinion, it, it kind of checked all of the boxes and I feel like I can get into the school. I feel mm-hmm. like, like I definitely qualify and I think I could, I could do it. And I think at the end of the line, the potential of having, you know, better pay, better living standard, things like that kind of seemed a little bit higher and I'd be in the Alps. I think that was kind of the desire there, but you're, you're looking at Germany and Mm -hmm. you factor in basically, you know, ripping myself from everything that I'm familiar with, you know, being close to people, you know, is kind of important and three years, man. I mean, I mean, telling me that by the time I'm 30, 29 years old, I can be a dual citizen and never have to worry about a visa again. I mean, that's kind of hard to argue with. <laughs> not to not, I mean, not to mention so much easier to get in. Oh man. And then you factor in the fact that a German passport is, in, I mean, it's an EU passport. It's a strong passport. And that means like you're, I mean, you can freely travel around the EU. Like <laughs> it's incredible, man. It's really yeah. something. Um, I know for, uh, as, as the Deutsche Welle article stated in its title and throughout it's, it's overdue for a lot of people, which really sucks. I mean, um, people have like right. raised, raised German kids, um, who, who don't have citizenship, but it's a step in the right direction and it's, it's a, it's a big one. So yeah. Fingers crossed, man. <laughs> so, so is it already passed? Hundred percent? No, no, it's not. So, um, is it being voted on, or I don't, yeah. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, and it's it's um sort of tentative. There's pushback um from the conservative side of the aisle. Um, of course. Yeah, with the, I, I believe the the conservative German party that that um they are. And they they want to protect the, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I don't want to say the sanctity because then we're talking about like, you know, <laughs> a different a different uh issue, the the value of a, a German citizenship, which I mean, it, it, you could say I mean it has value, um, but I don't think they're using that in a positive sense, but rather a negative sense or a prohibitive sense. Like we can't give certain people, um, citizenship so easily. Oh yeah. They, they think that by bringing certain people in, making it easier to have it, it's tarnishing the, uh, the value of it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And I, th- I think like <laughs> it's on a much, a much simpler level. Um, there's a, there's 
there's a hole there's a vacuum of like there's a labor vacuum they need workers and they're going to need workers even more soon so i mean what do you do <laughs> you invite workers to come live and 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 contribute again to industry and and contribute with taxes and um and integrate and uh i mean that's just the natural solution in my eyes and of course for me as someone who wants to go and and um, learn and then work in Germany. Like it's a, mm -hmm. it's a golden ticket. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, <clears throat> talk about, I mean, when you told me that you told me that today, actually, mm -hmm. and I've been sitting on that information and it's kind of rocked my world a little bit because I mean, this has been a plan for me for, I mean, since 2017, and the and it and it got in my way. I mean, COVID got in my way, and it and it halted my plans until now. And I'm getting so close. And I think that's a good way to segue into um... Sean's update. So, I think I think for me, I have been looking at going to school. Right. Yeah. It makes the most sense. I have degrees. I think I could pretty easily apply for an MBA or just a master's degree. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, you know, the the most difficult thing about moving <clears throat> to a different country. D doesn't matter where you go. I mean, unless you're going from one European country to another is getting a visa and being able to travel effortlessly and and not have to worry about where you live and getting represented. That's usually a game changer for people. And I think studying is one of the best ways to do it. Not to mention you're going by yourself. You want to make friends. You want to, you know, make connections, have a little bit of time, maybe learn the language a little bit before you go and try to get into the workforce. <clears throat> Just going to school made the most sense to me. Yeah. But I think my biggest update, I know Logan, you and I have talked about it a little bit already, but I was, I've been really getting cold feet about it, to be honest. And that was something that I know you wanted to bring up today to talk mm -hmm. about during the podcast was the fact that I did, <laughs> I have been kind of getting cold feet. I don't think deep down I, I wanted to actually like back out. Yeah. But it was definitely, it was to the point where I'm sure you can sort of uh, empathize or you've had a time where you're about to make a really big life change. You're about to make a big decision where you've got a fork in the road and you, if, if one way you have to give up this potential mm -hmm. and the other way you have to give up everything that you have now. And I started building this fantasy in my head, this like kind of safe space in my head of like, I'm about to make this big move and I was asking myself like why and what do I really want out of it and then mm -hmm. I was building this fantasy of of what I could potentially do other than that that's a lot safer that's a lot easier because it's kind of hard to picture what it's actually going to be like and it's really easy to picture what it would be like if I just stay on sort of the one way 
very, very streamlined path that I'm on right now rather than going and fulfilling this thing that I wanted to do since 2017. And I think you said something that really like hit home that really kind of, um, I don't know, it It just like kind of, I mean, you, you talked to me a lot about it. <clears throat> you made me feel a lot more sure and you sort of encouraged me. But I think a big thing that you said that made me realize what I wanted was, mm -hmm. you know, I know we're talking about moving to Europe and working in Europe and becoming a citizen around where we had studied in Salzburg. And that just being the goal, like that's it, like just being there, you know, yeah. on top of what we do, it doesn't matter. Just that's the goal. And, you know, we figure it out after that. Just do whatever it takes to get there. But in doing that, we want to go to school because it's the easiest way in. But then I was like, maybe I don't want to go to school. Maybe I want to do this way. Maybe I want to do it this way. Maybe I want to go there and just wing it. Maybe I want to just go there for three months and then come back and see how it feels, et cetera, et cetera. And, but you said, imagine if right now in front of you, you had an acceptance letter that said, congratulations, Sean, you've been accepted into the university of yada, yada, yada. You have this much time to contact your foreign, like your consulate, to register for a visa, find housing. Your start date is this date. You need to go on this website and register for your classes. You know, you're in. Like, would you take it or would you not take it? Would you go this <laughs> other route, this, this safe route? Would you keep doing what you're doing and abandon the idea of doing it? If you had an acceptance letter, a surefire way to do it. And it, it just like clicked for me of the fact that I, there's no way I would turn it down. Like I would do it. I would not even hesitate. I wouldn't even think about it. I would take it. And I think that's oh, kind yeah. of, that was kind of like the thing that sort of pointed me like, this is what I want to do because I don't have that right now. So it's kind of hard to imagine mm -hmm. like what I'm going to get out of it. But I think putting something, you know, that's really easy to imagine in front of you that like imagine your goal is right there in front of you would you grab it without like if if you've already done the work and it's right there in front of you would you take it or would you keep doing it your own way <laughs> and if you would take it then do the work yeah and it doesn't matter if it's going abroad or if it's getting a job or if it's switching careers or if it's i don't know anything but that definitely kind of Kind of changed my uh, viewpoint on it a bit. So thank you. <laughs> I'm glad I could help my friend. I I know I, I've gone through something similar recently and it's, it's natural. It is such, as we've discussed, it's such an upheaval. It is so out of the way, literally thousands of miles <laughs> out of the way of the path of least resistance. So yeah, I know for me, it's like, man, um, like I was, I was talking to Kim, we we're out on a walk and I was like, man, like I'm going to be giving up so much. Like it just seems so foolish, but like I do really want to do it. And I mean, that's all it comes down to like <laughs> to be grim about it. Like, would you rather have to look back and be like, Oh, I tried and uh, maybe it didn't work out. Maybe it did. Or do you want to have to look out, look back on your life and be like, I never did it. I never did it. 
and yeah. <laughs> it sounds like I'm I'm like pushing like <laughs> like cigarettes on your side. <laughs> like I'm pushing. I'm like, come on, you're gonna regret it. No, but <laughs> it's um, <laughs> you're really gonna go your whole life without <laughs> without vaping. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's true though. You and I know it's like so cliche, but it's at the heart of it. There's truth. You know, you don't want to look back and be like, I never did it. I never went back. And, and again, I mean, same thing for me. Um, if I got, (laughs) I'm, I'm so happy with like where I'm at right now, but if I got like an offer from some company or, or an acceptance letter and it was like, you have to move to like, you know, uh, like, (laughs) like Waldorf, Germany, (laughs) To, yeah. to, to pursue this job like oh dude i'm gone i'm doing it yeah, yeah. like absolutely i mean give me some yeah. time but <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's the thing it's it's sort of like back when i graduated uh college it was so up in the air i was i mean i was applying i was applying i was really seeing like what i could do to get a job overseas again because that at that time our really good friend Reese, he was in Germany. Mm-hmm. Our really good friend Ben, he was in Germany. Everybody was over there doing what we had wanted to do. I just kind of missed it, you know. Yeah. And I was like, man, like you know, bef- you know, even if I don't stay, I, I want to do it. I want to go back. But I got you know kind of screwed by COVID. A lot of people did, yeah. Yeah, and. But at that time, it was very obvious which one I would rather do. But now, I mean, I have a steady job and I have a job offer. I have an opportunity to make a comfortable living. Yeah. Like a very comfortable living. And it's different. It feels different. And it's not different. Like my situation is still the same. In fact, I'm I'm in a better position to do it now that I've saved up money and I have a little bit of work experience, but it feels different because back then my whole life was a big question mark. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, that, that kind of circles back to like episode one. It's like, you know, you kind of have to like the older you get, the more you have to justify these kind of whimsical things that you do these like out of the box mm. things that you do you got to justify it more the older that you get the more settled down you get but then the younger you are you just out of college you don't have a job you haven't got a job yet <laughs> no one's going to tell you not to do it yeah in fact they but, they excuse you and encourage you they're like oh you're in college yeah. go go <laughs> yeah but yeah. now don't get me wrong. People encourage me now to do it yeah. now, but back then it was kind of like, oh yeah, you're young. Do it while you're young. It hasn't been that long. It's been like what? Three or four years. It has not been that long. Yeah. And now I'm at the age where it's like, okay, it's now or never. If you don't do it now, you're never going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, like where did, where did this come from? Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought I was, I was too young to even think about this kind of stuff, to think about the permanence of, of decisions like a few years ago. And now yeah. I'm, I'm to the age where it's like, you're almost 30. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I'm, 
<laughs> the I don't know what snuck up on me harder, like the the like twenty pounds I gained over like the pandemic <laughs> or <laughs> or the impending doom like tolling of the bells that is like thirty. <laughs> but no, I I I agree with you and I was thinking someone said to me, one of my coworkers said, um, it was before I went on the ski trip to Colorado. Um, I was just, she was like, Oh, do you have any plans? And I was like, Oh, this is the weekend. Like I'm taking the long weekend. I'm going to Colorado doing some skiing. And she was like, Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. And you know, she was, she was just like, be crazy. Like, like <laughs> be like, be adventurous and be like risky out there on the slopes. Like, She's like, cause I miss that, you know? And like, and you're so young, like go, like, I mean, <laughs> you know, like find the craziest runs and like hit, hit the most difficult runs, have the most adventurous time you can like make use of every second on the slopes because like, I miss that. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that is poignant. I mean, and it's, it's true, man. I mean, it, it, we are still young and, and you could, not to discourage obviously but if you were you know you waited longer and you were 35 you could still do it but it would be mm-hmm. it, you're right it would be more of an upheaval potentially depending on where yeah. you end up um yeah 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 so it is but then you like, have the parallel as well of of like having a family and and being settled yes. down you know yeah the sooner you invest in a mortgage the yeah. sooner you invest in a retirement yep and you max out your roth ira the more of a retirement fund you're going to have. So so grind in your 20s and max out your Roth IRA and take out your mortgage as early as possible so you can have multifamily houses that you're renting out and you've got a bunch of equity. It's it's like, you know, there's two sides of the coin. I think there's a side of the coin I would much rather be on. But I think the stability and... Um, this idea of, of sort of comfort and not having to, um, put yourself through that much stress is tempting. I can't lie, you know, especially, especially when I get overwhelmed and I get, um, frustrated and I, and I get discouraged. Yeah. I, I kind of. I agree. And it's not hitting, you're leaving sooner than I am. So it's not hitting me as hard. I am a bit anxious about like, um, the prospect of doing grad school and everything. (laughs) Don't get like that. That is a little anxiety inducing, I think as it should be, but I'm, I'm trying to go into it with the mindset of it is going to be like something I reflect back on. Um, something I, you know, find, old pictures of like of my time in grad school and and pass out or whoever will have me <clears throat> and i well with that said sort of a positive version we're talking about this the pool the gravity of like time and feeling the pool of like the comfort and settling down and investing and um and and the pool of like the stable life right um mm-hmm. do you do you also, are you starting to now that we're making more solid determinations and making more real, more actionable sort of plans, are you starting to feel like the pool of, of, uh, of Germany? In what way? 
So does it feel like you're on a path? Like, like, <laughs> I guess, does it feel like it's, it's becoming more solid part of your destiny at this point? I think so. Yeah. I was very up in the air. I mean, I was, I was considering so many different routes, so many different places. And, and I'm not going to lie. I, I went through a little bit of a crisis because I'm talking about a career change. I'm talking about going to school. Well, if I go back to school, I can do anything else. I don't have to, I don't have to do what I've been doing. I can do anything. And I, and it's not that there's not a lot of things I want to do. It was that there were so many things that I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and I couldn't choose. I genuinely could not choose. Um, I know it's a little bit silly that I know that, you know, whatever choice I make may or may not fork onto something else or a different road. You can't foresee everything that you're going to do. You kind of, kind of go with your gut. Right. But in making solid actionable plans, you have to choose, like you, you genuinely have to choose. You got to choose what colleges you're going to apply for. You got to choose what area you're going to look at. You kind of do have to like look at a map and you have to look at schools and you have to to actually make a decision. Yeah. And I think after kind of justifying and making a sort of pros and cons list of, of different schools and different areas... And then you came to me today with this, this um, information about the German visa. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's actually going to pass the German I, citizenship. I have a good feeling that, about it. That would be a game changer, and I'm I'm not kidding. I I don't think that there's that's hard to argue with. Man, I and- think I do. I think I see. It's it's becoming more certain in my mind for sure. I'm definitely. I'm definitely 100% sure I'm, I'm in. Love it. So yeah, if that, that answers your question. Definitely. Absolutely. I think yeah. it's for me, it is like, it, it was like all talk, you know, and, and it's like, Oh, like I, obviously it's a possibility, but now I'm, I'm really starting to picture it. And I think likewise for me, the image of the acceptance letter is sort of, um, it really makes it. Yeah. That one gets me. Yeah. That one actually gets me like, all right, before it was like, (laughs) before it was like, imagine getting off the plane and it Mm -hmm. was like, imagine spending your first night there. Imagine your first night out. Imagine your, your first day out. And I was like, Oh, that's so great. That's so, you know, I was romanticizing (laughs) the idea, but then I was like, yeah, but then what? I'm just lost. You know, if yeah. I don't have direction, if I don't have specific direction, the direction, then yeah. I'm just going to waste my time and I'm going to waste my money and I'm going to have, I was having so much anxiety about that. And so I've been trying to like grasp on to, um, yeah, I sort of have been kind of trying to grasp on to some semblance of direction. And I know that a lot of uh, registration closes for in February. Mm-hmm. So my applications are going out and I don't know how long to expect until I hear back, but I'm not assuming it's going to be that long. Are Renewing they, my passport. Are, are your it, uh, applications going out this Friday? My applications are going out this week. 
for okay. the ones that expire in, in February. The application deadlines, like the some of them are in April, May, but some of them are in, um, you know, I, I, I was looking at the University of Zurich pretty heavily. You know, their tuition is actually pretty cheap. And I found a way to get student housing there for like 500, you know, 550 a month, which is just crazy cheap. Okay. And um, I don't, I'm, I'm still going to apply. I'm still going to shoot it there. I think I'm pretty dead Absolutely. set on Germany, but yeah. I'm, there's no way I'm going to, I'm going to still send my applications there. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. That's, I mean, y- you, you, you can't lose by doing so. Uh, yeah, I agree. Mm. Uh, that's going to be, I'm going to be vicariously <laughs> very thrilled um, along with you as, as you're sending in applications and everything. And um, I look forward to future Sean's updates. <laughs> and you know, it's really strange too, because I've been thinking about it. Yeah. I'm pretty dead set on June. I'm not going to lie. If I could, if it made sense, I would join you next fall in 2024. Yeah. The only thing about that is one, I've been, I mean, it's been what? When did I graduate? 2020? Middle of COVID. 2018, I was decided on it. So I could have probably graduated in 2019. So I'll say by 20, since 2019, I've been putting it off. Mm-hmm. And it's been four years. So there's that. And then there is the fact that um, I don't have like I don't have anything keeping me here. You know, I don't have any prospects. And like I said, you know, like we talked about the every year that goes by, it's a little bit harder to justify. Mm-hmm. And it's so, going to that image that and the pool of destiny is going to be fading a little bit more. And uh, yeah, the, the acceptance letter is, is like, you know, you're not going to be able to picture that or. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll have more money saved up maybe, but it's, I don't think I, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. Everything's kind of fallen in place for it to work out the way that it has. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be strange me going in this summer and uh, doing this podcast every week, probably from a different location until I get my dorm or wherever I end up. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that in advance. <laughs> At least you're going to be focused. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, look man, it's it's going to keep me grinding. I mean, I have to grind anyways. I have to spend the time. I have to continue to save up money, and it occurs to me that'll be a really great um episode to just talk about, you know, um what kind of what does it look like for the, for each of us maybe um, saving up and thinking about the finances of such a, a move, but um, yeah, you know, I was thinking about it. If I hadn't gotten this job and if I hadn't saved up as much money as I have, mm-hmm. it would, I don't know. It wouldn't be as certain to me, you know, it would be more like, yeah, if I can get a scholarship, if I can do this, if I can get in, because you have to prove financial ability to live, to get a mm-hmm. visa. And yeah, so I think I think everything's worked out. It's, it's kind of, 
as as much as I want to say, yeah, it's been a waste of time. You know, I've been I've been putting this off for so many years. It's kind of worked out for me. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 all I have for Sean's update. Do you have anything else uh, left for Logan's update? I don't think so. I'm I'm good for now. I um, <laughs> it was it was a fun conversation today. Yeah, and it was a it was a long one to make up for the short one we had last time. There you go, a little balance. <laughs> Yen Yang. <laughs> All right. Well then, um, thank you for tuning in to the hostel. Mm-hmm. We will see you guys next week where we have. Uh, it's a surprise, actually. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> we've got something up our <laughs> sleeve, but it's for for us to know and you to find out. <laughs> All right, Logan. I'll see you later. Thanks. Tschüss. Tschüss. Bye, guys. Bye.